Twilight's number one. And we are live, 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 live. Hey guys, welcome to the Superhero Cuts Podcast, where we talk about things Marvel, DC, and Star Wars. It's your boys, TB Hayes, joined by Comic Cuts. Um, what's up, man? How are you doing, bro? I'm good, man. How are you? You know, ha- doing happy good. to be here per usual. Always, man. Always excited to be recording with you. Um, yes, it's Thanksgiving week, obviously. So, obviously, you know, I'll be dig- we'll be digging in some food in the next two days. So, um, I'm happy. But obviously, we do have some things to address, some news to get to. It's going to be a very, very interesting uh, episode. But all in all, man, I'm happy, man. I'm happy. Just a little, I, I was a little tired earlier, but knowing that we had to record, I kind of like took a little nap. I feel good. I feel good. So, we're going to get into it first. Okay, now we're going to talk about the Superman legacy casting. So, um, a few castings got announced in the past like one to two days. So, I want to read off all, everyone so far that is uh, casted, okay? All right. So, first off, we have David Corrin Sweat as Clark Kent slash Superman. Rachel Brosnan as Lois Lane. Nicholas Holt as Lex Luthor. Sarah <clears throat> Sampaio as Eve Tech, uh, text my mocker. I always get her name wrong. Um, my bad. Skyler Gisando as Jimmy Olsen, Eddie Gaethje as Michael Holt slash Mister Terrific, Maria Gabriella DeFaria as the Engineer, Nathan Fillier, Nathan Fillion as Guy Gardner, who was a Green Lantern, Isabella Merced as Hawkgirl, and Anthony. Kerrigan as Metamorpho. So that is the cast that we have so far for the Fantastic Four. Now, in the past two days, the announcements of, of, of the people that have been casted is Nicholas Holt as Lex Luthor, Skylar Gesondo as Jimmy Olsen, and Sarah Sampaio as Eve. So those were the last current um announcements that we've gotten. All of those other castings have already been announced. How do you feel about Superman Legacy right now? And how do you feel about these castings? Superman Legacy sounds like an OG, you know, through and through Superman movie that we're going to get. And I cannot wait. The castings are all on point. Uh, I think every one of these actors are awesome, you know, well-deserving of the roles. Uh, you know, and, and what's interesting about them is for the most part, you know, other than... I want to say Lois Lane, Rachel Brosnan, you know, like a lot of people wanted David Corrin Sweat and we're calling David Corrin Sweat. A lot of people were calling, uh, you know, Nicholas Holt as Lex Luthor. And uh, I know you just said his name, but I'm blanking on the kid's name for Jimmy Olsen. What was that? Uh, his name is Skylar Gisando. Skyler Gasando, because I want to give him his respect too. Um, you know, all these characters, people, you know, were fan casting with these actors for the longest time. And, you know, I, I, I got to give a lot of respect to James Gunn because James Gunn, you know, he's sifting through all of the nonsense on social media, you know, that are hating on him. He's sifting through it. He's going through it. And he's also seeing what fans want. And he is going to the negotiation table to make that happen because it is not easy to, you know, negotiate these contracts with, you know, 
these caliber of actors, especially guys that are, you know, you know, on the up and up and are up and coming and not everyone really knows so well yet. He is making that happen. And there's a lot of work to get done to make that happen. And he's done it with multiple actors for this movie. So I think it's a major win. It's a, and it's a really good sign for what's to come with the DCU. You know, if, if franchises, if the heads of franchises listen to the fans as much as James Gunn has been, you know, fandom as a whole would be in a much better place. I agree because Corn Sweat is a fan casting. Like people were talking about Corn Sweat before James Gunn yeah. even uh, talked about him. And with Nicholas Holt getting the Lex Luthor casting, it kind of reminds me of Tom Hiddleston for Loki. Because if I mean, let's go right, let's go to back in the day, right? Tom Hiddleston didn't audition for Loki; he auditioned for Thor. Same with Nicholas Holt, right? He auditioned for Superman, and now James Gunn put Nicholas Holt as Lex Luthor. Um, I think Nicholas Holt has the potential to be the best Lex Luthor that we've ever seen. And the whole entire DCU, um, and and all of DC comics that we've seen, you know, and or all DC live action. Um, I Nicholas Holt is an amazing actor. I loved him as Beast. I mean, he was amazing as Beast. Yeah. In, uh, in that X Men reboot, which really showed you his range of of acting. Now, being Lex Luthor is a new role for him, right? He hasn't really played a role like this, but I think that you know he has the look, and I think he's going to be able to you know, draw up that kind of, you know, persona that Lex Luthor is. And I think we're going to see something very special, not to mention Nicholas Holt, David Cornswell, all these people, they're very young, you know, yeah. and James Gunn has the division. Like, that's why he didn't go with Henry Cavill. And that's why Momo is not going to be Aquaman. And uh, finding a new Batman is the idea of, you know, I want to have younger people. Um, Well, except for, for Batman, because, you know, Damian Wayne, he's going to be a little bit older. But with, you know, Superman, uh, this is the Iron Man 1 for him, right? This is the Iron Man 1. And I believe that James Gunn is doing the Iron Man 1 formula, but 10 times better. Because when Feige did Iron Man 1, right, what happened, right? I mean, the, the only thing we got was, you know, Nick Fury that hinted to, you know, the the beyond of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. What well, James Gunn is Nick doing. Fury was even in Iron Man 1. Yeah, uh-huh, he was in the end of. Okay, uh, yes, yes, yes. Mm-hmm. But. But what James Gunn is doing, he's taking that formula and he's times times they get by 10, right? He's expanding the universe with Superman legacy because, look, we are getting Mr. Terrific. We are getting Guy Gardner, which expands our whole entire DC universe. That's all of space. We are getting Hawkgirl, which points us to the Shiera and all of that stuff that, that, you know, goes on, goes on over there. So having these different characters, it's going to make it seem like, you know, it isn't just one hero in the city. It's not just one hero on the earth. And I think that that is one of the biggest things that a lot of people have to deal with, with shared universes is that it's hard to do like one movie with one hero because you know what I mean? Like there's a bunch of heroes everywhere. So I'm excited to see how he's going to incorporate Hawkgirl and all of these other characters too, because I'm really interested in how that story is going to work. You know, how, how are we going to get Hawkgirl? Is he going to be flying to other planets? Like, like, you know, I mean, the ideas are vast, you know, with, with that. How does he meet Guy Garner? Does he end up, you know, going with not saying that Clark Kent's going to go to Oa, but but like, does Clark Yo. Kent end up going with Guy Garner on a side mission on another freaking planet to fight? You know, like, I don't think is it going to is it going to be that type of stuff? I don't think it's going to be that heavy. I think that the other characters are going to have small screen times, and it's mostly going to rely on you know, a Superman solo story, but these yeah, characters so it's just, they're saying like small interactions. 
Yeah, and, and you know, we also know that uh, I'm pretty sure it's confirmed that for the Green Lantern series that we're getting, it's based on uh, an older Hal Jordan and a younger John Stewart and a mentorship relationship, which, by the way, you know, and, and I know I'm selfish here and like, I love Superman, don't get me wrong, but Green Lantern is one of my all-time favorite characters, uh, specifically Hal Jordan. You know, I was really hoping we were going to get a Green Lantern uh, movie to kick off the DCU. So, you know, I, listen, I'm happy Guy Gardner's in the movie. At, at least we're getting that. Um, you know, I think Hal Jordan and John Stewart is going to be awesome, you know, but back to, you know, Nicholas Holt and, and his emotional range, like, you know, I, it's funny because I was just watching X-Men First Class and in those scenes with Beast and Mystique when they're just meeting each other and, you know, he conveys so much emotion without speaking. You could tell he was he wasn't sure of himself and, and you know, it, it it held so much weight in those scenes. Um, and, and this was like, you know, 10 years over 10 years ago, I think that. X-Men First Class came out in like 2011. So I'm sure he's, you know, much more experienced now. Uh, he doesn't look much older. Uh, props to him. But uh, yeah, you know, I, I think he's going to be an awesome Lex Luthor. And, you know, let's really talk about it because I, I saw a lot of people on Twitter, you know, saying, oh, well, you know, Jesse Eisenberg as Lex Luthor did all of this, you know, crazy stuff. And they kind of listed all the, you know, big bad moments he had in Batman versus Superman. Listen, I like Jesse Eisenberg's Lex Luthor, but he was anything but a authentic and like really, and by the way, there's a difference between being like authentic to the comics, like, and, and, and we'll get into this with Silver Surfer, but like a lot of times people will, say oh well you know this did happen in the comics that one time like when people say authentic to the comics i think they're mostly saying and what i'm saying is traditionally and traditionally lex luther in the comics is a menacing villain you know he's like a badass uh you know master manipulator you know it we just didn't get that in batman vs superman and, and i think that that's something we're going to get in superman legacy and i also I don't think, you know, I, like, I don't think Lex Luthor is going to die in this movie. I think that we're going to see, you know, this Lex Luthor in a lot of movies and projects similar to the way, you know, Loki was a villain that carried us through a long time in the MCO. Yeah, we're definitely getting the Legion of Doom. I mean, come on. I mean, yeah, that's, yeah. that's, I mean, that's just kind of written all over, but, um. And Nicholas Hall's gonna play a big part in that. But yeah, man, I mean, I think that this is a great, I think he's a great casting, and I'm more excited to see what they're gonna build, you know, further, you know, with like the universe and all that stuff. I'm 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 very, very excited and highly anticipating this movie, and I can't wait to see it. Um, I'll be rushing to the theaters and and just saying this, the DCU is going to own Comic Con next year. I'm gonna tell you now. So yeah. don't be shocked if we get a full Superman legacy trailer, we get announced who the Batman's gonna be. I wouldn't be shocked if James Gunn announces the whole entire Justice League cast. That would be and crazy. I'm, I, I, I'm not putting it past uh, James Gunn. Why is it called Superman Legacy? Did you answer that, Comic Clutch? Yeah, I, I think this is like a movie that's dedicated 
to Superman's legacy. I don't think I don't I, like I think the movie is, you know, supposed to honor the legacy Superman has had for such a long time and push that legacy forward within the DCU. I don't think the legacy name has anything specifically to do with the plot. Yeah. It kind of reminds me of that quote of when um it was Agent Coulson in of uh, Bedrid's one, right? And Steve Rogers, they were flying on the on on this like ship about to get all the hella uh hella whatever whatever it is. Um and basically um Agent Coulson said to Steve, he said, you know, I it's changes to your suit and this and then Steve Rogers said, Why is the is the is the red, white, and blue too old fashioned? And Agent Coulson said, Well, with the things that are about to come to light, a yeah. little old-fashioned is what we need. That's the role I think Superman Legacy is going to play. I think that is James Gunn's approach to this movie is, I think a little old-fashioned is what we need. And I think James Gunn is Perfectly going to show said. us how Clark Kent fits in the modern world. How Clark Kent Superman, how... I think James Gunn is trying to answer this question, or he answered this question when he's writing the, the script. How does an old-fashioned Superman fit in 2000? In 23, 24, 25, 26, 27. Yeah. And so that's kind of the direction I think James Cook is going. It's going to be very classic. Yeah. And I think that's what fans need. Yeah, 100%. You know, um, it's funny. I'm actually planning on watching Captain America Winter Soldier tonight. What a great freaking movie. I literally just watched yeah. it two days ago. But so um, okay, now let's answer. What's up, Dragon Trainer? Let's answer some of your questions. All right. Nicholas Holt as Lex Luthor. I don't see it. I think you will. Listen, I, I I think that when it comes to here's the thing about the castings that we're getting in the DCU. A lot of these actors like think about it the way a James Bond casting goes. I think that James Gunn wants to bring in actors that have minimal risk of being typecasted. He doesn't want and, and I'm not saying that he thinks, you know, Pattinson as Batman was wrong, but I don't think he wants the reaction to be, oh, this guy can't play Batman because uh, he did Twilight. Shout out to Stevie Shirt. Um, you know, I, and I think that it's not, and I think it goes more than the reaction. I think a lot of people bring their, obviously bring their typecast thoughts into a movie with them. And I think James Gunn wants you to start with a fresh slate and David Corn Sweat is a perfect example. Um, I don't think any of us have seen many movies, if any movie at all with David Corn Sweat. The only thing I've seen him in, which I don't even like talking about the show because it was so bad. Um, so we're not going to get into it, but it was called Hollywood. It was on Netflix. Um, you know, no disrespect to David Corn Sweat to acting in it. It was fine, but I didn't watch the, Show, he's a lot probably. of more indie type. He's done more like indie films. That's why we can't really like find much about him, you know? Yeah. Like, yeah. Superman Legacy is going to be his first big IP like project, which I think yeah. is a good thing. Which, which I think that's is what I'm a saying. good thing. That's what I'm saying. A new and, approach, you know what I mean? Yeah. And by, and, and by the way, if you look at the castings throughout Superman Legacy, like none of these actors are actors that we've, there's no one that watches this or, you have not went to seen any of these actors in a movie in theaters in the past 12 months. And I think that's going to be pretty constant throughout 
most of it. I think the only one that is going to be well known so far that I can think of is I, I, I do think Jensen Ackles is going to be casted as Batman. I agree. Um, I think it's know, already and, happened, but that's my opinion. Yeah, I, I, exactly. And it's the, it's because of this Superman legacy castings that makes me believe that because he sees what we're what we want and what we're talking about online. And the fact that he's seen it, it's impossible for him to not have seen everyone want Jensen Ackles. And it's impossible that someone like James Gunn doesn't look at someone like Jensen Ackles and not realize that that guy could take on the role of Batman and, and be a superstar. So yeah, by the way, Dragon Trainer, this is Lex. This is Lex Luthor right here. And this is yeah. art. Yeah. Like if, if if this doesn't show you the answer, bro, I don't know what will. He looks perfect. He does. Now, this looks a little he really does. This right here, this is a perfect look for Lex Luthor. Yeah. Like, I mean, and I mean, look at freaking corn sweat. Oh my god, he looks perfect as Superman. I mean, yeah, god. he does. He really does. You know, I like that V-neck like style. Collar, I do. By the way. I love, bro. I love, bro. If we get the collar, bro. Yo. That's that's what makes me love the new fifty two suit because of the the neck. It looks more Yo. alien. It looks more yeah. alien to me. You know, and that, um, and it's like athletic. It looks, you know, it's a cool look to it. I like the hands too that come up here like a glove. I like that too because it, it makes it look like he's like a runner type thing. You know right. what I mean, I don't um, want like that Richard Donner. You know. Alex sure. Ross stuff. I, like, yeah, um, I don't want it. Yeah, the Alex Ross stuff. Yeah. I don't want it to look like a ski liner. Yeah, I don't think it will. I hope not. Yeah. Is your and, phone going off, bro? No, I, I was banging into my uh, green screen. Sorry. Oh, um, oh, actually, I think your phone was going off. Nah, bro. Mine's on silent. All right, but anyways... um. All right, it went away now. I oh, think okay. it was your green screen when you hit it. But anyways, so let's uh D&D just in case. But do you want the DC do you want this DCU reboot? Yes, I know. I can speak for comic cuts myself. Yes, we want this DCU reboot. Um the Snyderverse kind of dug itself into a hole and um I mean it, it's just best to just move on with the Ezra drama, all that stuff Amber Heard, all that drama. I think it's best to just start over. And just rock out with this because I mean, all the actors that we have, they have no issues. Like, we there's no news about Corn Sweater Brosnan. Like, they had clean slates, they're new. Um, yeah, these are people that James Gunn can groom in the movie business. This is going to get them more, more jobs, it's going to make them more popular. Um, and I think that's the thing is that when you were when, when you're when you're casting for heroes, you really gotta you really gotta choose people that like need the role, you know what I mean? People that need the role. And and that that is really a lot of reason why Marvel was successful is a lot of these actors needed the, these roles at the time, you know. And I think with Cornsway and them, like they like they're going to go hard because if they don't like this, could hurt their career, you know. Like same thing yeah. with like RDJ and Chris Evans and, and all those other characters. Like they weren't the biggest actors when they were first starting. So and I think as I said, I do also I really believe Feige. Hold on, hold on. I really believe Feige laid the game plan for James Gunn, and I really do believe James Gunn's taking that. That that model, and he's doing it his own way to fit the DC characters, and it's going to work. Go ahead, brother. Also, like I, you know, because Jonathan Majors needed the role too. You know, yeah, he's been in a couple of movies, but you know, he is not a household name at this point. And almost was. He almost was. He was irresponsible, and now he probably will never be a household name unless 
the, you listen, unless he's completely innocent and like has a Johnny Depp, like fans have a Johnny Depp style reaction, like you did this man wrong and we feel sorry for how he was treated type of reaction. I don't think Jonathan Majors will ever have that household name. And it's sad because he's talented as hell and he deserves his talent is worthy of that success, but his actions might not be. And by the way, he might be innocent. Like he still was irresponsible to get himself in that situation. And it sucks, but like we live in a world where you have to be careful. You know, I mean, stealing your P's and Q's, man. Yeah, yeah. It's just, it is what it is. Hate it or love it. This is where we're at. It's 2023. Yep. All right. Next question. So, would you rather have young people play superheroes? So, like, you want kids as superheroes? So, not kids, but um, what we want is like. Corn Sweat look like a kid. Yeah, and plus, and plus, and plus, and plus, Corn Sweat is thirty. Like, we don't want we we don't want kids as superheroes, but we want actors that need the roles. Marco Robbie, sorry, like, but like Marco Robbie doesn't need to be Sue Storm. Adam Driver doesn't need to be Reed Richards. That man's already rich, you know. No pun intended. Double entendre. Oh my god! But yeah. like, <laughs> like that's we want Reed yeah. Rich to be rich, anyways. But like having like a corn sweat, a Brosnan, a Nicholas Holt. These characters are hungry, you know, and they're gonna put as much work as they can into the role. Versus like, I don't know. Like I mean, oh, even take a look at like Iman, who who is uh Miss uh. Who is who is Miss Marvel, right? Miss Marvel was her first acting job. Think about that, and 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 you see the work that she put in, and how she treats the character. And I believe those are the kind of actors that James Gunn is trying to, to go for. And you can tell by the way that they're treating it. Did you guys not see the picture of David Corns what a week ago? How yeah. husky this dude looks. He's getting ja- like he's putting in the work. He's jacked already. You know, so yeah. and and that's the kind of commitment that, and, that that you need. And the reality is that when you have these big, big actors, unless if they're like a Jonathan Majors or a Michael B. Jordan, where they're just anomalies, like Killmonger was a freaking savage. I mean, my God, you know. And Jonathan Majors, Ken the Conqueror, those are just two different animals. But usually, when you have big actors, a lot of them don't really put in the work like what a newbie would. You know. Yeah, and James Gunn said it's a 10-year plan. So he wants these characters to be able to – he wants the actors to be able to age in their characters. He doesn't want to hire them now at, like, 35 and then, you know, come Justice League 2, then look a little old for the part and not be able to sell it as well as they were able to in Justice League 1 or whatever the case may be. Yeah, and, like – I, and I can bet, bet you now that if Kevin Feige was here and we asked him, did you wish RDJ was 24 when, when you first casted him, he would say, yeah, because he would be able to last 20, 30 years being Tony yeah. Stark without getting like magnificently old. So, you know, um, so yeah. All right. I can't wait to see Hawkgirl. Me too, bro. We are both excited. We already answered why it's called Superman Legacy. Look up in the sky. The best playing Superman. Yup. All awesome stuff. Okay. Now let's get to the next thing. Okay. All right. Now we're going to talk about the Fantastic Four and Silver Surfia. Okay. So, as in the Fantastic Four, right? The Fantastic Four is going to start filming January, I think, 15th, 2024, which is really fast, which means that we're literally going to be getting a casting announcement like next month or in the next like three, three to four weeks. Um, uh, so far, uh, we have Pedro Pascal as Reed. That's like, 
not confirmed, but almost confirmed. Vanessa Kirby is pretty much confirmed. And Thing and Human Torch, there are, those are still in the air, but there's names uh, floating around. Um, now, uh, in regards to what the working plot is going to be so far, right? The working plot is supposed to be that um, the Fantastic Four will be facing off against Galactus and the Silver Surfer. They are going to lose to Galactus and the Silver Surfer. The TV is going to come in and grab them, and that's how they're going to find their way to the 616. And uh, so, yeah, that's kind of the idea of what's going to happen. Um, and obviously, um, I'm having trouble thinking. Oh, yeah, my bad. <laughs> so I just had a brain fart just now. And so two other characters that are supposedly supposed to be in this is the children of Reed and, and, and Sue Storm, okay, which is Franklin Richards and his sister. Now, we all know that Franklin Richards right. is literally the most powerful character in Marvel Comics. Like, this man resurrected Galactus and used him as a puppet. I mean, he's like, Franklin is legit OP. Um, So, really, I hope that that is true and that we can see that. But what kind of shook the room yesterday is the idea that Silver Surfer is going to be gender-swapped. And so... We really want to talk about that because obviously, you know, last week we obviously addressed some of these issues with the MCU and Comic Cuts and I also talked offline. So we, we we both said that we definitely believe this was an idea when the movie was first being developed and it probably got scrapped because of, you know, what of how the social media just tore the Fantastic Four apart. But Comic Cuts, I'll let you get into how you feel and then I'll share my thoughts after. So for sure, brother. All right. For sure. So, listen, if Marvel wants a strong female character, they have one with this movie already. And her name is Sue Storm, the Invisible Woman, the OG strong female character within the Marvel Universe. So, you know, as for why, if, if this is even true, and I personally don't think it is, I don't think Marvel is making this poor of a decision. However, if they are, I think as fans, we need to come to grips with something. And that is the death of the MCU. I really do believe that, just think about it. We are a couple years out from Endgame, right? Most of us are not happy with where the MCU is, right? The past couple of movies, most of us have been let down after let down after let down. So Marvel should know where they stand. Now, a couple of things were out of their control that made it difficult for the post-Endgame MCU. I understand that. However, a lot of things were in their control. Now, being where the MCU is right now, if they are going to be that irresponsible and make this poor of a choice and take an iconic character as the Silver Surfer and make her a woman. And I understand there's an Earth X comic that came out in the late 90s and it had Silver Surfer as a woman. So, you know, you could say, oh, well, it is canon or it, it is accurate. Still doesn't make it a good choice, number one. And number two, it's not really canon. Because traditionally, Silver Surfer, other than this one comic, has always been a male. So anyone who's using that uh, uh, that argument, it's disingenuous. Now, the other thing, too, is like Silver Surfer is an iconic morph character. If they're going to make that movie and have Silver Surfer as a woman, 
most fans are going to go into that movie disappointed. The comic fans like us are going to talk about it. We're not going to like it. The regular fans, a lot of them will hear about it. They're going to think it's kind of weird. And I think that, you know, like that movie is for a lot of people, the MCU rider dies on Fantastic Four. A lot of people are waiting for the Fantastic Four to get into the MCU. And they're hoping that that movie delivers because the MCU needs strong characters, period. And when you look at the upcoming you know, MCU slate for what's coming out, the Fantastic Four are the best characters that we know are coming. You know, the X-Men might be coming and you might like the X-Men more than Fantastic Four. You might like Fantastic Four more than X-Men. Take it or leave it. I get that. But you can't deny who the Fantastic Four are. And if that movie doesn't do well, like, are people going to still be excited for the Avengers movies that come out are coming out after it? And the other thing is, like, why Silver Surfer? Why are you gender swapping characters? You're already bringing in new female characters in every single project. Like, it's it's never ending. I mean, you know, even in the Marvels, where it was Captain Marvel and Miss Marvel, you brought in, you had to include Photon. It wasn't enough. And it's just like, it's so obvious that they're pushing this stuff into, they're injecting this stuff into these movies and shows. And like, like we always say, it would be one thing if the movies and the shows were great. Like, it would be one thing if the MCU was on fire right now and you know it was like yeah it would be kind of annoying but i don't think people would be making such a big deal over silver surfer uh being gender swapped into a woman if all the last you know five marvel movies were bangers back in the day before uh, up until endgame when you went to see a marvel movie you knew going into it that it was going to be a good movie you were confident that you were paying your 20 or whatever dollars and you were going to have an awesome experience and you were going to walk out of that movie that you were leaving and know it was fire. That's not the case right now, you know, and people, a lot of people are starting to wait till the movies to come on Disney plus. And that's reflected in the box office numbers because they're abysmal. So Marvel is not in uh, the situation they should be. And they're not in a position to be making risky decisions like this, where they already have a track record of doing it and fans not liking it. So yeah, uh, I want to answer know, this. I want to answer this question real quick. A woman Silver Surfer is a part of various X Men storylines, sort of like DC has different Earths where a Black Superman exists. I love Samuel L. Jackson as Dick Fury. Nowhere in the comics, Nick Fury is black. Here is the thing, though. Here is the thing, though. Is is this? Galactus and the Silver Surfer exist out of time and space. So there's not multiple Silver Surfers. There's not multiple versions of Galactus. Like Galactus has different heralds, but there's not, but but like it isn't like if I go to Earth 838, there's a different Galactus and a and a different Silver Surfer. No, it's the same character for each Earth because they don't exist in a time or space. So at first that's of all, so and, and Sorry, let me just say this real quick. Go ahead. That's completely wrong because they literally made the Ultimates, which not only did they have a black uh, Nick Fury, that black Nick Fury was designed to look like Samuel L. Jackson. And he even said in the comics he would want Samuel L. Jackson to play him in an Avengers movie. Number one. 
And number two, like I said before, traditionally, Silver Surfer's a guy. That, that's how people know Silver Surfer. Yeah. You know, there might be a couple comics where it's a woman, but everyone knows the Silver Surfer is a guy. Yeah. Also, there Nick Fury's not an iconic him. character. Like, Nick Fury isn't an iconic character. Silver Surfer is an iconic character. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. And, like, you don't mess with characters like that. You know, like, there's a lot of Silver Surfer fans, you know? Um, so yeah, man. I mean, I totally get what you're saying. Like Nick Fury's black. Like Nick Fury is originally white in the comics, and, and now he's black. But it's that's that's two different things, you know. Because yeah. number one, there's not multiple Galactuses. There's not multiple Silver Surfers because they because they're they're one being that that exists outside of the time and space of the multiverse, you know. So and that technically way, that doesn't fly when it comes to these uh, two characters. And, and and like for the people who you know, are like very big on wanting diverse characters, which I understand sometimes there are some good arguments for it. I, I, I get it. Trust me. And let's take that point of view for a second. When the Avengers first, the first Avengers movie came out, Nick Fury being black was important because there weren't really other black characters. So there was a purpose for that, you know, you can't say that about Silver Surfer being a woman. Like I also said before, they have Sue Storm in this movie, and Sue Storm is the OG strong female character in Marvel. They have so many other strong female characters within the MCU already. There's no shortage of them. It just it there's no um there is no good argument for it. No. Yeah, exactly. So my take on this is I agree with everything comic cut said here him and i are obviously on the same page but yeah. i do agree um silver surfer as i said he's an iconic character i don't think he should be touched silver surfer is what's going to bring people into the seats to watch the movie why would you and as i said we don't really think this is true we don't think this is happening but why would you mess with that you know um and uh i think that and i and at the same time right i don't like the way fans ran with this also because the original rumor was that Galactus Herald was going to be a woman, and I still disagree with that. Like, if it's Juno, I don't think it should be Juno. I think it should go with Silver Surfer, and that's that's what fans are familiar with. But I, I, I was a little deterred on how, you know, like the fans went at it. It's like, yo, like let's let let's get it confirmed first. Like, I get it. Like, let's address the rumor, but to kill the Fantastic Four movie, like this isn't confirmed information. This is a rumor, so. You know, that had me a little uh, mad, but yeah, man, I mean, if, if they are to gender swap, I think it's a really bad decision, and that, that that's kind of where I'm at. And yeah. as Comic Cut said, right, Sue Storm is the lead character of, of the Fantastic Four. Like, other, like when you were reading a Fantastic Four comic, like, Reed is a lead, yes, but Sue Storm is always the lead character in every yeah. F, darn near every F4 comic, and even Especially in the action scenes. Yes, and in Fantastic Four, the Silver Surfer, we saw a movie where Sue Storm took the lead and Reed Richards took a back seat. And, and, and in my opinion, I don't think the movie was bad. I think Sue Storm took a perfect like uh, role where her and Silver Surfer kind of built this like bond. Not like a not like a sexual bond, but they built this bond throughout the movie. And I I liked it, you know. So if you really have a powerful female character like Sue Storm, who I think is 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 better written than Captain Marvel, than Pepper Potts, than all of the, these characters. I, I mean, yeah. we can make an argument that, that Sue Storm is, is one of the best written characters in comics. Um, but Period. we have a woman that's 
able to do that, why gender swap it? But as we said, we don't really think that that's even real. Like it, 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 it might have been the idea in early production, but I really think that 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 got scrapped. And I don't think Kevin Feige is that stupid. I don't. I don't think Kevin Feige is idiotic enough to say let's make her a woman. I don't care what fans say because if yeah. they do, then they're DC. And I and I just. I fail to think Feige is like that. I, I just, I just don't think he. And, and he like means, that. by the way, like DC pre James Gunn, like the DC EU DC is what he means. But uh, you know, also like Silver Surfer is an iconic character that people outside of the comics world know, and he is such a cool spectacle on screen, which we got to experience in Fantastic Four: Rise of the Silver Surfer. This is just not something you mess with. And I'm not saying that this alone means it's the death of the MCU, but it's the fact that the MCU being in the position that they are in now, which they put themselves in, if they're in that position and they're making this bad of a decision, it means that there's no course correct. Like course correct that we always talk about as if it's going on is a myth. And that would mean the death of the MCU to me. Yeah, it will show that they don't care about what the fans think. And Kevin yeah. Feige's not that type of person. At least I don't yeah, believe. I, I agree. I agree. I don't. I don't believe. And that's why. And, that's yeah. why I don't think this is real. Yeah, and, and, and that's what makes you mad about our fandom is that, like, because you know I be debating some people and they're telling me like, oh, like it's going to die, it's going to die. I'm like, then you don't know Kevin Feige, like, like you know what yeah. I mean? Like Kevin Feige's not an idiot. He's not. They're right. not Lucasfilm. Or Lucasfilm but, just says, F it. I'm going to just do what I want. They're not those type of people. Yeah. You know? And so. by the way, like at pretty much within an hour of this rumor breaking on the internet, I'm pretty sure the Silver Surfer was trending like number four on Twitter yesterday. Something like stupid high. Oh, yes. People care. All right. Yeah. Next on the docket, okay? Dave Filoni's new position in Star Wars. So on a brighter note, this is some great news. Uh, let me pull up this little tidbit for you guys so if you guys know right dave, dave filoni this man created star wars the clone wars the animated show he helped create man the mandalorian and all these other projects dave filoni is now the chief creative officer at lucasfilm this is a position that kevin feige also holds and uh to be the chief creative officer is that he is you know basically at the pinnacle in the beginning of every single project giving insight and giving you know his two cents into these movies in his in the position he was in before, he was not able to go into these projects in the beginning. He was kind of like the after guy after everything's developed. So having someone like Dave Filoni that is going to be, you know, literally like darn near involved in every single project, given from the projects that he's done, like Ahsoka, which I liked. Ahsoka's not the most perfect, you know, show, had some issues, but you know, given like Ahsoka and that he's in the Star Wars lore and all of this stuff, I, I think this is a good uh step. In the right direction for Lucasfilm. Um, now, here is my concern, though, with Dave Filoni being the new head of Star Wars. I do believe Dave Filoni needs a John Favreau by his side because, as much as I love Dave Filoni's storytelling, he doesn't do the best when it comes to action and fighting scenes. He doesn't, and some episodes in Ahsoka that I saw, he wasn't great with putting them together. Mando season one and two works because John Favreau, the man who created Iron Man. John Favreau knows how to make a movie. He knows how to do action scenes. He knows how to make sure that the script and everything kind of comes together. And Dave Filoni, and I just don't think that's dude's talent. Like, I think he's great 
with storyboarding and writing the background, I think Favreau is the guy that brings it together. So I hope that Favreau has a part to play in this, you know, development with uh, Dave Filoni. And I believe that if, and they're nicknamed Favaroni, right? <laughs> if, 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 if Favaroni, you know, if they come together and they do this, I think this has the ability to be something special because a lot of people blame Kathleen Kennedy. And I want to share some realness with you guys. Kathleen Kennedy is not the one that is creating the content. We can blame her all she wants. She's not the one that creates it. It's the it's the directors. And I, and that's all I'm going to say. Like, and I'm not trying to cop please for Kathleen. I think she's terrible. I think she's done a terrible job with Star Wars, but because because she allows it. I don't you know what I mean? Like, I think she allows a lot of this stuff and then tries to push it for her narrative, which I don't like. But she's not the one that's in the development rooms. You know what I mean? So um, I hope that Dave Filoni grows some balls and actually, like, you know, walks in that room and says, we're not doing this. This is not Star Wars. That's what Dave Filoni needs to do, you know, and really, like, take charge and fix some of these uh, projects that are going on. So, yeah, how do you feel about Dave taking the new position? Listen, I, I, I don't know Star Wars the way you do. Um, but from what I've seen from Filoni, he is that guy. He is – you know, similar to James Gunn, like he is a perfect example of why it's so important to have like a fan, a passionate fan making this stuff. You can't have people in the movie business making Star Wars that don't love Star Wars. It's just not going to work. And I think, you know, listen, from what we've seen from Filoni, it's been the best Star Wars since George Lucas. Fact, you know, it's undeniable. I think what I, I and what I hope to see from Filoni, I think they need a new tri- trilogy, like a redemption trilogy. And when I say redemption, I don't mean like going back and retconning the story. I mean like a new story. Hopefully, some people other than the Skywalkers, like they could make a Star Wars trilogy that has nothing to do with. Skywalkers, like they could do that, and that would be dope, you know. But anyway, like, uh, going back to you know, a big theme of the night, I feel like is listening to the fans, you know, it's been part of every conversation we've had so far. And I just think that the people making the Star Wars like need to listen to the fans, you know. And I'm not saying getting rid of Ray altogether because a lot of fans like her, I'm not one of them. Um, you know, but I, I'd be okay with if, if like, if they're going to do another Ray movie, I'd be okay with it. If it's someone like Dave Filoni making it and someone who could, you know, do it properly. I agree. I agree. Um, now I am more of like, I don't want no, not that I want new stories, but it has to revolve around the Skywalker. Cause I, I just think that the, the Skywalkers are star Wars, but that that's just me. Um, and I, I feel like there's it. just a lot. Yeah. And, but, and, I just feel like there's so much that you can do. Like, their story isn't finished, you know? And yeah. and that's just kind of how like, I feel because they, they, they miss so much. Yeah, but they also waste a lot of good characters in Star Wars, too. Like, they, they should have done more with Qui-Gon Jinn. They should have done more with Darth Maul. And I know that's, like, the same movie, but still. Yeah, um, well, I mean, well, they did do more with uh, Darth Maul in the animated stuff. Right. And no, the but theory you know, is, and, and, well, the theory is that he's coming back. Uh, in the live action, if that's true, I, I will wet myself. 
Oh, Darth Maul is a bad. I was about egg. to say I would go crazy, but I'm not gonna go that crazy. Yeah, dude. <laughs> yeah, I, I love I love Darth Maul, but um, uh, but yeah, I mean, and I do agree. I, I think there's some changes that need to be made, but we'll, we'll see. We'll see. I'm not yeah. really sure. But, all right, next thing, Ahsoka season two is happening. Uh, I kind of want to grace over this quickly because I want to get to the next thing, which is Chris Hemsworth. Look, Ahsoka season one was good. Had problems, yes. Um, obviously, Ahsoka season two ended on an open ended ending. Um, I really want to know what's going to happen with Balin's skull because obviously the actor died. I want to know who the recast is going to be and what they're going to do with that because, you know, Abeloff is kind of building up to be this big thing. And from the rumors and leaks that I've been hearing regarding to this Ray movie, they're going to connect the Ahsoka show to Ray by uh, Ray maybe having to deal with Abeloff. Um, if you know who Abeloff is, she's basically like this god, but like <clears throat> god of the dark side, goddess of the dark side, basically. So I would love to see what they're going to do with that. I And by the way, I actually do like – I've always liked Ray as a character, right? I love Ray. you know? I just don't like the way she's been written, and I don't like the way she hasn't gone through any any type of hardship because that's what a true hero is. A true hero doesn't figure it out on the first try. She she ran. She never had to walk, and that's the issue for me with Ray. But I do think that Ray can be redeemed, and you know, I think you can do that, but we'll just have to see. We'll just have to see. Yeah. And a lot of people are going to call me a shill for, for saying that, but oh well. All right. Um, now let's get into this. I know you will have a lot to say. Chris Hemsworth is in talks to return for Thor 5. Okay, obviously, Thor 4 had its you know downs, but he's in talks to return for, to return for Thor 5. How do you feel about that? Listen, I, uh, I've said a lot of things about Thor 4 Love and Thunder, and I also understand that the MCU needs strong characters again. And one of those characters are Thor. Like, I would take Thor back to the MCU with open arms. Um, I've never, listen, I've never been anti-Thor. Thor is, I think, one of the best characters in the MCU, bar none. There's a reason he's part of the big three. I think he's the most, you know, obviously the most slept on within the three. But, like... He's also one of the best castings in all of comic book movie history, you know? And, you know, listen, I I, I really do believe this. The, the Thor trilogy is fire. It's so, so underrated. He's a great character. And they can do so much with Thor because, you know, he's obviously a cosmic entity. Um, bring him back. Absolutely bring it back. Make it work. Um, you know, uh, uh, I, and by the way, I'd much rather have Thor than another Thor movie than the Young Avengers that they're talking about. That looks awful. I can't hear you. Mike muted. Sorry. 100% agree, man. I think that Chris Hemsworth is something special. And, you know, Taika Waititi is, was the problem. And now he's a problem in Star Wars, but I, I'm, I'm not going to talk about that because I'm going to get angry and throw my freaking phone at the wall. <laughs> uh, yeah, I can't. Yo, T literally said that. This dude literally said that his Star Wars movie is going to piss people off. And I'm like, I saw that. He's got to go back to making movies that aren't like nerd culture movies. You know, listen, Like Zack Snyder. Yeah, exactly. Listen, Taika Waititi is a talented director. I, I, I actually do have respect for him, but he can't, he needs to stay away from things of the board, exactly like Zack Snyder. And by yeah, the way, like Rebel Moon is going to be awesome, yeah. man. Rebel Moon is going to be awesome. 
and we are covering that on the, this channel. Just letting y'all know. Um, hell yeah, we're covering Rebel Moon, or maybe on the fancy page. We'll see. We'll see what happens. Anyways, all right. But yeah, so as in Chris Hemsworth for, for Thor five, man, I think that Chris Hemsworth is great, and he's one of the greatest castings for a superhero. I think that Thor five is going to be amazing. And if the rumors are true, if the director from John Wick is directing Thor five, this will be one of the craziest movies of all time. And now I do have contentions because that John Wick director has been going back and forth. Some leakers have said he's going to do Blade. Some other leakers have said he's going to do Thor five. Um, I would rather him do Blade, but I do think that we need a very violent, like a director that's done like a really good violent action movie to do Thor five. I think Thor five just needs to be like a gritty action movie. We don't yeah. need the Jane stuff. No, no. Give us the Jane love stuff, whatever. Give us the Lord, but we need an action movie where Thor is just kicking butt for two hours straight. Yeah, yeah, and that's like, what we need. And not silly, but more like cocky and, and violent. Like that's the kind yeah, of, that's like 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 the like the Thor one Thor, where Thor is just a savage. I mean, he just he's yeah. un- He's looking for blood. I mean, and, and, yeah. and, 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 and maybe Thor is not going to be like that because, you know, he's older. He's matured. But we need something that's going to challenge Thor. And I still, and as much as I don't like the idea of Thor having a daughter, you know, and this is why I love films. There's things that you can do with that dynamic to challenge him, you yeah. know? And so. It would be really yeah. cool, even though I don't think they should do it because it would change the Punisher. But, like, dude, imagine if um, they gave us, what do they call the Punisher? That goes the, the cosmic Punisher. I think. Oh no! So there, there's a version of Punisher that's like goes out to, into outer space, and I just think it would be fucking dope to see Thor team up with that Punisher. Um, cosmic, cosmic Ghost Rider. Yes, that's him. Cosmic Ghost Rider. Yeah, dude. Yeah. I mean, honestly, bro, I think that. You know something else I've I've never understood. You guys know that Thor can breathe in space, right? Just saying, yeah, Thor can fly and breathe in space. That's why he ends up on like... the ship in in uh, yeah. Infinity I want to see remember? I want to see Thor I want to see Thor flying in space in Thor five. Yeah, hell yeah! Like I want to see more flying, more traveling. Like just give me yeah. this Thor just doing. Thor like I would stuff, love man. to see Thor with like the Kree or the Skrull. You know, I would see some intergalactic violent Thor. Listen, yeah, I uh, agree. You know, and by the way, they should be doing the way that we think they're going and doing everything they can to be bringing back RDJ and uh, Chris Evans back. Like, they should be doing everything they can to be putting Thor at the front and center. And Thor is a leader. Like, you could have him lead an Avengers squad. And I know that's not what people envision, but listen. Would you rather have Thor or Captain Marvel? It's a no-brainer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, yeah bro. Oh, or or freaking Sam Wilson. <laughs> yeah, I love. Uh, listen, point, I, I like Sam Jesus. Wilson, but I, now I'm worried about Falcon. Uh, what's it called? Brave New World. Brave. Now I'm worried about Brave New World. Like really worried about it. Yeah, same here. Same here. We're gonna have to figure out what's going on. When more news comes out, we'll cover that. Okay, next up, Brie Larson. Okay, so she is staying as Carol Danvers. She has no plan of saying goodbye. This is what she said. There's still no. There's still so much inside Carol. I don't want Marvel 
to come for me. There is definitely something that I want to say, but I am not going to. And, uh, Wait, and sorry, she can you said, repeat that one more time? She said this. There's still so much inside Carol. I don't want Marvel to come for me. There is definitely something I want to say, but I'm not going to. And and another comment she said, she's just a she is just a great character to continue to grow with. And do 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 you know what I think Brie Larson wanted to say? That Marvel Studios wrote her badly. You know, here's the thing. Like she, she might she might be able to argue that for the Marvels, but they wrote her well in Captain Marvel, you know, and Captain Marvel made a lot of money and it had a lot of attention uh, and it benefited from the socio-political climate of its time. Um, Hate it or love it, it did, you know. Uh, And at what point, like, at what point does anyone in this world of movies take ownership for their performance or maybe things that they shouldn't have said in the media. Like it it just seems to me like at any point when something goes wrong, they're all, the first thing they do is point the finger. It's never, you know, the movie didn't turn out as well as I hoped it would. Uh, We just got to do better next time. Yeah. Like, we never hear anything like that. And that's not on Brie Larson alone. Listen, and listen, I don't like, I, I don't like things that Brie Larson said. I don't hate her. Like, I, I don't think they should get rid of her as Captain Marvel. I think a re- if they were going to recast the character, they should get rid of the character. Um, I don't think Captain Marvel has worked within the MCU. I think it's partially Brie Larson's fault. I also think it's partially Marvel's fault. I think there's some blame all to go around um you know but listen i don't think the character is beyond saving I, I do think it's been a failure at this point though i'll say this captain marvel did a billion off of the hype of avengers that's the fact your any movie i mean well i'm gonna say the movie because ant man and Wasp didn't do a billion but captain marvel was right in between that Samuel L. Jackson carried the whole entire film. I'm just keeping it hundred, okay? And, um, and I do feel like Captain Marvel, and like I don't know, I don't, I don't know to say if she was written well or not in Captain Marvel one because I, I felt like Shorty didn't have a lot of dialogue in the actual film, you know. And I feel like Samuel L. Jackson really carried the movie in dialogue and writing. I feel like Samuel L. Jackson was written well, but you know, I, you know, I mean, she was alright. She's alright, you know, but. I will say this, man. I do think that in regards to Brie Larson staying as Carol Danvers, I don't think it makes a difference. I don't think it moves a needle. I think that she found her place in um, Avengers Endgame where she's the muscle. And that's all she needs to be. She doesn't need to be a deep character. She doesn't need to be like what Scar what she doesn't need to, like we have Wanda. We ha- no no, but like we don't we don't need her to be that character, bro. She and, and this is another thing, bro. Like, what? I I was I think I don't she, I don't think she necessarily needs to be that character, but I think she needs to add more value to the movies that she's in. Yes, and I and honestly, 
like if we got that final scene with Thanos, Captain Marvel, and a lot of other movies, I think we would be fine. Because yeah. I mean, I don't think a lot of fans are expecting that caliber out of Brie Larson's Captain Marvel. When people watch Wanda, bro, when people watch the Scarlet Witch, she brings that. Like Elizabeth Olsen acts her butt off whenever she's Wanda. When we see Sue Storms with with, with the Avengers, Sue Storm is going to bring that. Like there's and when we see Yelena Belova become the become the new Black Widow because she will be, and I think that uh, Florence Pugh is a way better actor than ScarJo. I'm just putting that out there right now. I think she's gonna kill it. I think we're gonna forget ScarJo even existed. But anyways, but um, I think that let's run it up. But you know, but I think that there's other female characters that can step up and take over the death row. Definitely Wanda. Like Wanda does a lot of that. And I and I think Captain Marvel can play her muscle with Thor, and I, I'm fine with that. Like, um, a lot of people think she's going to be this leader of the of the Avengers. She doesn't need to be that, you know. Yeah. And that's been my issue is that, like, Marvel has this feeling that she needs to be like Iron Man, and she's not. She had her chance to be. They had the chance to do it. Right, right. Due to for unforeseen circumstances, you couldn't do it. The original big three was going to be T'Challa, Peter, and Captain Marvel, but what happened? Bozeman passed away. Sony pulled Peter. I mean, it's just unforeseen things you couldn't you couldn't expect. So that has passed. Now you got to build it around someone else. And in my opinion, you know, Doctor Strange. And and in my opinion, I think the three that you need to kind of base it off of is Doctor Strange, Wanda, and Spider Man. Those are the most three popular characters in Marvel right now, like in the MCU. And until yeah. the Fantastic Four come, those are the three wells that you need to dig out of. And if it's not them. Because you can introduce Doctor Doom through Doctor Strange. You can introduce the X-Men through Wanda. I mean, there's a lot of different people you can, you know, use these characters to introduce. So, yeah, that, that's kind of how I feel, man. Um, Captain Marvel's a good character when she's – when we got what we saw in that game. So, uh, Captain Marvel versus Superman. Superman washes her easily, bro. This is what a lot of people don't understand about Superman. Superman holds back 24-7, okay? He yeah. holds back every time he's fighting. It, are, yo, go on YouTube, all right? There's there's a scene on Justice League Unlimited where he's fighting. I, I, I forget who he's fighting against. But, but just type in Superman stops holding back Justice League Unlimited. And that and that's where you'll see Superman's actual true power. All right. And lastly, to end the night, okay? And this is this makes me happy, okay? Now, the Joker and Batman too. So Robert Pattinson actually interviewed Barry Cogan. Keogh, however you say his name, he was in The Eternals, which is a movie that I love. I love The Eternals. That movie is very underrated. Um, but he, he he played the Joker in The Batman, and it was a cut scene that he had, which I thought was awesome, better than Heath Ledger. Don't 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 even say anything, comic cuts. I said that just to because <laughs> I saw your petty behind story post about the, the Dark Knight, and that really pissed me off. <laughs> you know, I almost tagged yeah. you in that. Yeah. He, <laughs> And, and you knew I was gonna see it and get mad. Yeah. I was like, no, yeah. I was so angry. Anyways, um, oh. all right. every time you post about that, bro, I get pissed off. I'm like, oh, I, this <laughs> I know he's po- I know he's posting that uh, Christopher Nolan stuff just to piss would me you, off. Would you would you prefer it if I tagged you on that post? Yeah, because then, because then, because then we we can debate via you can get cooked okay. via Instagram story. All right. Anyways, um, so next time. Okay, all right. Let me just answer this question. What made you say Florence is a better actor than Scarlett? Look, great question, Dragon Trainer. Because I I, okay. I, I, I have something to say to whatever you say, and uh, I, you know, 
because I, I already have ammo for this argument. What's your ammo? Go ahead. Flor- Did you see Oppenheimer? Yeah. Florence Pugh plays the same role. She's the same person. She doesn't have acting skills. She just has charisma and personality, and that's the bit. Like, some actors don't have range. They're just the same character in every movie, and Florence Pugh is that. Black Widow was the same character all movie on all the movies except Endgame when she became an emotional crybaby. But that is the same character. She's playing the same character. So that's a big difference between being yes, the same yes. character in two. When I watch Florence play, when I watch Florence Pugh play Yelena Belova, right, I see a better actor, a better character. Yelena Belova is way more interesting. She's way funnier. She's way cooler, and she's way doper. And not to mention, bro, like, like when, when I when I look at Yelena Belova, I would have rather seen Florence Pugh interact with Tony Stark than Scarlett Johansson's Black Widow. I just think that Black, like, they're, like, bro, no, after Avengers, no. after Age of Ultron, but no, no, I'm sorry, Avengers Age of Ultron really showed me how mid Black Widow, how mid Scarlett Johansson's Black Widow was in the MCU. Because Captain America, the the Winter Soldier, she put up a goaded performance, and I was all on board with ScarJo. And when I saw that performance with the love with, Bruce Banner, it just I couldn't I couldn't do it. I couldn't do it. I couldn't do it. It was the cringiest thing I've ever seen in my life. And then Crybaby um Black Widow was also cringy. I, I couldn't take that's it. That's because Mark Ruffalo sucks. That's not because no uh, her love with Mark Ruffalo doesn't have to do with him sucking. Like, no. Yeah, because no that... one could love Mark Ruffalo because she's a little uh, yeah. Bruce Banner, <laughs> sorry. Bruce Banner. No, he fucking sucks. But, um, <laughs> but bro, I'm saying like I think that like I think that ScarJo just hit like from to me she hit a wall in in her acting ability and when I look at and when I look at Florence Pugh she's not going to hit her ceiling for a long time and that's just how I feel I, I feel like there's a lot that she can do with Yelena that that's different whereas I feel like Scarlett Joe ScarJo played played her Natalia into into a like into a hole. That's my opinion, but yeah, I think Yelena yeah, is better. Sure. Anyways, okay. Yeah, well, yeah. I'm gonna cut you wrong again. I'm playing. Anyways, um, so <laughs> so back to the Joker. Okay, let me read this. He said this. Um, it was his childhood dream to star with Robert Pattinson in the Batman. He said acting with you was a surreal moment for me. That was just iconic. I was like, wow. And then. Towards the end of the interview, he said this. I'll see you next week. You heard me? No. Oh, sorry. I was responding to Barry's comment. I, I so, um, Barry, so Barry said to Robert Pattinson, acting with you was a, was a surreal moment for me. That was just iconic. I was like, wow. And then towards the end of the interview, he said, I'll see you next week. Pattinson said this to Barry Keegan. No, Barry Keegan said that to Pattinson. Are we getting a Joker in the... Okay, Um, Pattinson interviewed Barry. It was like a celebrity interview each other thing. Oh, And at the end of the interview, Barry was like, I'll see you next week. No way. You know what? Did they just hint to the Joker being in the Batman 2? Listen, and I already know everyone's going to complain 
we get so much Joker, we get so much Joker. There's a reason for it. The Joker is one of the greatest villains of all time, bar none. And everyone should be happy about this because this means that the main villain is not Mr. Freeze. And that is. Oh, God, here we go. <laughs> oh, God, here we go. Dude, you piss a lot of people off with that on all freaking TikTok, bro. Remember that? You piss off a Let lot. Let them cook. <laughs> <laughs> Is that's like your line? Let, let them cook. Yeah, You're right. It it just gets us more views and comments. You are right. You are right. <laughs> yeah, let them cook. You're right. We get more views and comments out of that. Yeah. But yeah, so if the Joker is in Batman two, this is insane. I think it's awesome. I don't think he's going to be the main villain because I mean I'm, I know they don't want to copy the 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 movie that the the series that shall not even be named. But uh, I'm kidding. The Dark Knight. <laughs> but. I do think that having the Joker just active in the universe is super awesome. Yeah. Listen, and, and that scene was awesome. Um, and you saw the five-minute version of the scene, right? Yeah. Fire. Like, listen. Barry I wish it was in the movie. Yeah, Barry Keegan is a, an amazing actor. And by the way, this guy is going to be a household name. Like, when I saw Eternals, um, I know, you know, Richard Madden's Icarus was obviously is the main eternal character, but was awesome. Bar- who was awesome and, and that kid can act. But my favorite was Druid, which Barry, he, he was played. a dog. Yeah, he was. I don't know what you mean by that. Like he was a savage. Like he was on the top of the freaking pyramid and stopped them all fighting and just dipped out. I was like, yo, this yeah, is oh savage. yeah, yeah. He was cold as hell. Yeah, like that was fire. And then and I'm trying to think if I've seen him in anything else, but I don't know. I I know from his performance in Eternals and the Batman, like I am a fan of this actor. I want to see him in more stuff. And I hope, by the way, I hope that James Gunn finds a spot for him within the DCU. I think that this guy is like a sleeper because no one's really talking about him much. And, uh, you know, people will be because that kid could act. And by the way, can we talk about how in the Batman, like everyone in that movie put on like the best performance of their life. That shit was insane. Oh, and they confirmed that we're getting is the penguin on here. On the docket, no, I didn't I add it. We need a full, but yeah, it, yeah, it, they we can coming here. out. They confirmed it's coming out in 2024, which is awesome. Um, I, yep. I have to say, um, I think like I, I kind of like I may have liked the penguin in the Batman more than I did the Riddler. Don't get me wrong, the Riddler was awesome, but like I don't know, something about New York, we saw it felt like we saw the penguin more, if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. I in you know, I think a lot of people complained that we didn't see the penguin enough. I thought it was a fine amount. Uh, you know, he made every scene awesome. And also like, I don't know, something about Batman and the penguin and the way he moves. Like I've just always been a fan of the penguin. One hundred percent. I'm a fan of the penguin as well. I think that show's gonna be awesome. Do I want the show? No, but I'm still going to watch it. Um oh, I can't wait. Yeah, it's gonna be dope. Um, what do you say? Why are we getting the Batman 2 when we're so close to the DCU reboot? Uh, because the DCU reboot is not because okay, basically, right? If you're I I bet you this, 
And then this is my theory on what happened. James Gunn, or the president Zaslav, right? He told James Gunn, look, I'm going to let you do this reboot, but you got to understand, Pattinson's Batman made $700 million, bro, almost a billion dollars. So you need to meet with Matt Reeves and see if he wants to do it. And James Gunn did say himself that he was meeting with Matt Reeves about the Batman on Twitter. He probably met with Matt Reeves, and I bet you Matt Reeves said this. I did not sign up to do a connected universe. I want to do my trilogy, and that's it. And so James Gunn said, well, <laughs> we got to just we got to cast another Batman. And so because the Batman is so special and Matt Reeves is a generational director and Pattinson a generational actor, they're going to make it AA Elseworlds. But here is my theory. My theory is this. I believe we're getting an older Batman because what is going to happen is our Batman is going to die. At, I think our Batman is going to die sooner than later. And what if Robert Pattinson, after his trilogy ends with Matt Reeves, he just replaces that Batman? That might be rash, but I don't know. I, I feel like something like that might happen. But then again, Pattinson's old, so I take that back. He's older. But anyways. You know, um, other, I, I, just want to, I think that they're probably also going to discuss um, an overview of the plot and which characters are involved to avoid making similar movies. Uh, and I think that's as far as their communications will go regarding the Batman 2 and Batman Brave and the Bold. Um, you know, and uh, yeah, I think that's all I got. Yeah, so yeah, I mean, and number one, like, as much I love Robert Pattinson, like, everyone knows this. Like, come because you know this. You know how much I Look love Look at his Robert. shirt. Yeah, dude. Come on. Show I'm wearing him right now, bro. Him right now, yeah. big, big Pattison guy. I want Jensen. Jensen Ackles will be the greatest Batman of all time if he's casted, and there's no one that's going to be close to what he's going to do as Batman. I'm I'm sorry to say it. I'm sorry. I I gotta say it. If this man gets casted as Batman, if this man gets casted as Batman, this will be the greatest Batman we'll ever see. Jensen Ackles something I is like I, I I don't know if he'll beat Christian Bale, but Jensen Ackles was born. To be Batman, dude. Christian Bale is like a generational actor. Stuff though, and so was Jensen Ackles, bro. Dude, have you? I don't know if you've seen all like Christian Bale's movies. Have you seen Vice? I just threw my hat because you're talking crap. Have you seen? I, I know you've seen American Psycho, but have you seen Vice? No. Okay. I think Bell is a generation actor. Have I you agree. seen the big short? This man is not the best Batman, bro. Stop it. Have you have you seen the big short? Yes. So, like, if you know Dick Cheney and uh who the fuck is that guy? Why am I blanking out? Michael Burry. Michael Burry. Okay. Like Christian Bale, the fact that he nailed each of those guys out of the park like i mean it, dude the guy is one of the greatest actors to ever live you know and i just don't so think it was jensen ackles jensen ackles is a great actor but you know what, what he's never done he's never done a biopic like that and okay but, i don't know if he could and but but, the but, fact doing, is, but but doing other films and biopics doesn't mean that you play a role. Like he can still play Batman better than Christian Bell, regardless of what Christian Bell's done in the past. No, but it's not just that on his own. Like I'm just saying, I think Christian Bell's greatness in the Batman movies 
are going over your head. And I don't think you give Christian Bale enough credit in general because of those other movies. But I, you I, saw I, my like, rankings. Yeah, if you guys go back to the episode, my rankings speak for themselves. Didn't I have, didn't I have Bill as last? Yeah, which is crazy. Crazy. Christian Bale is just like, dude, he's like, uh, we, need, we, we need to redo those with, 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 with Rome because that's going to piss Rome off so hard. I gotta, actually yeah. have a style of ranking video that I've like been writing on. And um, I want to run it by you because I think we could do something really cool. All right, but yeah. Guys, we're definitely doing a ranking video. Let's let's do it in like two weeks, not next okay. week, but the week after. Let's let's do a ranking. I I think we're we'll do the idea I have won't work if it's like Batman. It only I'll explain it to you after. Okay, we'll we'll figure it out. Well, all right, guys, we're we're gonna shut it down here. Please like, subscribe, and ring the notification bell. You want my best Batman voice? Let me let, let me talk in the worst Batman of all time. Where is the trigger? Where is it? Where's the trigger? Who is that? The worst Batman of all time, Christian Bell. Killing the Batman Why? That's like killing Iron Man off again. Yeah. I think I said a dumb theory, I'll be honest. That, that kind of sounded dumb. Just disregard what I just said, as in switching Batman. It sounded cool in my head. Then I said it out loud, it sounded idiotic. So let's just act like I didn't say that, all right? But yeah, I love you guys. Enjoy your Thanksgiving. Obviously, it don't matter for us, holiday or not. Mm. Content's coming out, baby. I don't care about the holidays, but Hell you know, yeah. you'll yeah, you'll obviously see videos all week long. Comic Cuts got some shorts coming out, so check check out for our YouTube shorts. He got some cool bios for heroes that's going to be out. So we love you guys. Enjoy your holiday and peace Happy out. Thanksgiving, peace.